Hey everybody, Larry Roberts here, and I wanted to let you know, this is just an excerpt from a full interview for an episode of my brand new podcast, One Big Win, Moments in Motion to Mastery. So if you would, find the podcast here on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider, smash the subscribe button, and hear not only this entire interview, but many, many other high-quality, highly impactful episodes as well. I look forward to seeing you there. One Big Win, Moments in Motion to Mastery is a podcast about earning your big win by recognizing moments as opportunities and putting them into motion towards your own personal mastery. With One Big Win, the goal is not just to have another interview podcast. It's to bring value for each listener with every episode. One Big Win, Moments in Motion to Mastery. That's very interesting. How did you make that that leap from having a structured you know, desk job per se as a recruiter and then go into executive coaching. It's, it's interesting and I'm especially interested because, well, I told you before we started the show in the green room that uh, I just put my notice in at the 21-year career oh, you're crazy. and I'm walking away to do podcasting and coaching and facilitating. I plan on building a few courses and just get rich that way. I'm, I know that it's just going to be a windfall of money, and I can't wait for people to start handing it to me. I love that you're just throwing <laughs> it out in the universe. It's going to happen. Yeah, and it man. will. Yeah, man. If you throw it out there, it will. Um, so the coaching actually came from, so I work, when I say that I work a full desk as a recruiter, I work both the candidate and the client side. So I do business development, and I source for the candidates, right? So I work very closely with our clients, and we work with clients from anywhere from $10 million in revenue to Fortune 500s. Oh, wow. Okay? Okay. So I've worked, I've ran the gamut, right? And one of the things, because I build a really good relationship with my clients, because I want them to trust me. Like I don't, one of the things that I tell them is I'm not going to send you 10 resumes. I'm going to send you three that I know you're going to love and you're going to have a hard time making a decision about who to hire, right? That's my goal. I want you to have a hard time making a decision. And so because of that, my clients really trust me and like, the year before I started coaching school, they really started, I started listening and they were like, Casey, who do you know who can help with this? Who do you know who can help with this? And I was referring them out to other coaches and I was really like, I'm the trusted partner here, right? I'm the one that built the relationship. I should be the one to be able to provide that service, but I wasn't ready yet. And, you know, for me, coaching is very counterintuitive. It's not something that comes naturally to me because let me tell you why a lot of people think coaching, you go in and you tell people what to do. That's not coaching. (laughs) Coaching is helping your client find their own solutions because you've not walked in their shoes, right? Right. And you're getting them. And when they find their own solutions, they have 150% more buy-in. But I didn't know all this beforehand. So Anyway, it was such a transformational experience to go through the coaching process and that journey of, you know, and I went through an ICF accredited school, which is the International Coaching Federation. Mm -hmm. Super important if that's the path that you're wanting to pursue for accreditation. But yeah, it was, I just kept hearing my clients say, this is what I need. This is what I need. This is what I need. And I was like, I'm going to go get that for you. That's awesome. And you know, it's something that I love the fact that you're all about relationships and that's your, your, where you're coming from on this particular episode of the podcast. And I love it for, for one reason. Well, multiple reasons, but one primary reason 
And that is, I get asked all the time, all the time, at least once a day, sometimes twice a day, sometimes more. Larry, how do I get more listeners on my podcast? And although it's not the answer they want to hear, they want some magical formula that's going to go poof. Now you have 10,000 listeners, right? It's about building relationships. If you mm-hmm. want listeners on your podcast, build the relationships. Without the relationships, you have nothing. And, you know, I want to I want to capitalize on the fact that you said you send your clients three resumes instead of 10. And that's an excellent point as well, because so many people in the podcast space, man, they want to get they want to get all these downloads. They want to have this massive audience, but they have no connection to them. There's no trust. There's no relationship. And that audience is of very little value. They're not getting value from you. You're not getting value from them. It's a lose-lose situation. I tell people all the time, what if you stood in an audience of 50 people, but you had 50 captured people in an auditorium, and you're talking to those 50 about your particular topic? What would you do? Oh, that'd be great. I'd love that. I would love that because I have the opportunity to sell my product or my service or whatever it is that I have, and that would be tremendous. Okay, that's great. So guess what? If you have 50 podcast listeners... It has the same effect because odds are they're listening to you because they are dedicated to you. You have 50 listeners because they love your subject matter. They love your niche and you are providing them with value. And in turn, they'll do the same thing. So it's conceptual. And that's what I I have a hard time getting across to people. And you're using the exact same concepts, but for recruiting, it's the same thing. It's building quality relationships, not quantity relationships. Well, and I will tell you that works on the candidate side as well, because I have candidates because when I talk to them, I talk to them like real people. I talk to them. So let me tell you how I fell into recruiting real quick. Do it. So I was actually looking for another accounting job. I'd been with my company for 11 years. The company ended up not doing well and shutting down and I needed a job. And so for the first time in my life, I turned to recruiters and, you know, I, I tell people this all the time and I hate to say it, but I think I met every bad recruiter in the DFW area. (laughs) I had some horrible experiences. And finally, I got to one recruiter who was good and she was really listening to me. She was using that active listening and she looked at me and she goes, Casey, you don't even like accounting. And I went, what am I going to do? That's all I've done for 20 years. Right. You know, I mean, I was in a job I hated for 20 years, which is kind of why my passion now is to really help people find the career that they're going to be passionate about so they never have to work a day in their life. So, but anyway, fast forward, I use that when I'm talking to my candidates to tell them, look, I know what it looks like to work with a bad recruiter and I don't want you to have that experience. I don't want you to feel like I did. So I'm going to start out by managing your expectations. You're going to know exactly what to expect from me and we're going to walk through this every step of the way. And because of that, and I spend a lot of time with my candidates and I don't work with a ton of them, but the ones I do work with, they know they have my full attention. Right. Right. And I, I, here's a story. So I recently had one of my candidates that I worked with seven years ago, never placed her. She found a job on her own, was there for seven years, calls me crying pre COVID right before COVID. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what's up? You know, right. she's crying and I'm, and I'm concerned. She got fired. Oh, I'm sorry. No, this one didn't get fired. Different candidate. This one walked out without giving notice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, 
why'd you do that? And she explained the situation to me. And I'm like, okay, so now I can be your champion. Now that I know what happened, whenever I submit you to a client, I can be your champion and talk to them. And literally two weeks before shelter in place, I placed her with a company seven years later. Wow. Well, and that is a definite testimony as to the time that you invest and the relationships that you build with people. They're not just another number. They're not just another client. You go out of your way to create friendships and quality, in-depth relationships that can cross over year after year after year. And I think so many people miss their opportunity for individual success because they don't take the time. You know, relationship building, it's not fast. It, it, it's a slow progression. And everybody, especially in today's society, we're all looking for that instant gratification. And that's not a relationship. That's a one-night stand. And nobody, at least at my age, like one-night stands, you know? <laughs> so it's just that simple. You know, people don't take the time. And it sounds to me like you have done exactly that over the course of your career. You know, I think that my, the thing, the thing that helps me with relationships is I always, I lead with my first, I have internal rules and my first internal rule is to give value first. I always want to give value first. And I know you were like, when we first met, you're like, why are you doing all this stuff? Yeah, it seemed odd to me because I, I, I just meet you. I know I'm friends with Steve or associates with Steve from, from 30 years ago. And, and now here you are, you're introducing me to everybody. You had surprises for me every time we get together. <laughs> it's amazing. And I'm like, you're my best friend for life, but wh- why? I don't understand. It, it, that's so funny that you say that because I tell everybody, I'm like, you're my new best friend. And everybody is. I'm not just saying that. I mean, everybody is seriously my best friend. I've got so much room and so much love for everybody. that, And I want so much to help everybody. I can't even tell you what a drive that is within me. It's I have to help people. I have to. That is my purpose is to help people. And one of the things that really, one of the ways I help people is through connections. I tell people all the time, and I'm not even kidding. It's my superpower. I like when I meet somebody, my brain just starts going click, 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 click. This is who you need to introduce them to. And I know, I know without a doubt that this is going to be a valuable connection. And I, I don't know why. Right. It, so that's why it's my superpower. Right. I know it's a good connection. And somebody asked me the other day, they were like, have you ever done that and it backfired on you? And I'm like, no, I don't want it to. I'm not throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm just saying, but no. And right. I've been doing this for years. So I don't know. I wow. Just, it's, it's my power. 